Welcome back to another episode of the Scorers Table. Finally, in the regular season edition, I'm William Robbins, joined as always by Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? Oh, man, I am ready. I am ready. It's been a relaxing weekend. The, the holiday season has been upon us. You know, was, I've been able to, you know, take all of last week off from work. This week, I'm free as well. I'm free at last. Feels fantastic. You know, I'm watching uh, watching the Queen's Gambit. That show was like okay, but I'm I'm like kind of thinking about turning it off. But you know, <laughs> I was watching that this morning. Oh man, Will, how are you? Good. Yeah. I mean, m- Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Basketball is back. You're talking about the Queen's Gambit. You know what show I've been watching? It's fantastic. Yeah. The Crown. I feel like every single person's parents are watching The Crown. It's okay. Hey, point. you know what? And I and I I'm, I'm in season I'm on season four. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm like the, the fucked up thing right now is I'm I'm watching four shows at the same time, so I feel yeah. like I'm like cheating on these different shows and I'm not watching enough because so my friend told me to watch Peaky Blinders so I'm mm-hmm. starting to watch that and I'm still watching uh Book Two of Power and I'm watching Ray Donovan which is Ray Donovan is is crazy. Haven't seen it. Oh, I'm getting my you get well if if you're a Boston sports fan you need to watch Ray Donovan. All right, I'll 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 check it out. The two shows that I've been watching are The Mandalorian and the uh and 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 The Crown. Oh man, you 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 can also perfect your Boston accent listening to Ray Donovan, you know, talking okay. losers. <laughs> All right, well we we got a we got a we got a good show coming up here. Um, I mean, Julian, every single year, the first week in the NBA is always just the most crazy week. Um, but let 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 let's go over some of the uh, so, some of the things that happened this week really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cavs, Magic, and Pacers are the three best teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. All three and zero, just like we all predicted. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it took me a second. Did it hit me? For, it took a second. I mean, you know, I got my. I'm coming with too much charisma today. They could. I couldn't. You know, went over my head. Oh, the Knicks blew out the Bucks by 20 last night. Yep. On 30 points from Alfred Payton of all people. Yep. He checked Julius Randle. Oh, by the way, someone we're gonna be talking about Julius Randle later. I've got a, I've got, a, I've got a trade partner for the Knicks for that. Oh, good, good. They're, they're looking for it. All right, and, and, <laughs> and, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll get to plenty of Clippers stuff later. But Clippers uh, set an NBA record for biggest halftime deficit in NBA history. They were down 50 points at halftime. Julian, the, 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 the Charlotte Bobcats, who went like 8-63 and 63 or whatever their record was that year, not even they ever had a 50-point deficit. Shout out the L.A. Clippers. Shout out Pandemic P. You know, I feel a little – okay, I feel a little bit bad for Paul George here. I mean, shitty games happen. George was great for the first two games of the year against, you know, A1, A1 competition, no less. Um – but my thing with with the Clippers is just like, you know what, I'm 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 like kind of out on Pat Beverly. Like I'm kind of out. Like Pat Beverly, this is your literal job is to be tough and galvanize people and yep. be that emotional guy on the bench and all that stuff. And I mean, okay, the the Clippers collapsed in the playoffs. That's one thing. But this, what what are you doing here? I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I don't really understand Pat Beverly's point on this team if he's not doing that. And I I've loved Pat Beverly in the past, but this is just yeah. I don't understand this. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about the Clippers more in depth recently. But but really quick, what's more embarrassing, blowing a three one lead or being down fifty at halftime? I think 50 and a half time, actually. 50 and a half time, too. <laughs> <think> so <laughs> people, people blow 3-1. Yeah. In the words of Cameron, people blow 3-1 leads every day. It'll be all right. Like, the, yeah. the, the, Doc Rivers is actually blowing 3-1 leads more than every day. Uh, more than it, it happens. <laughs> but this is, this is fucking this bad. This has literally is really never happened before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But let's, let's, let's start off with our, our first topic here. <laughs> Now, mm-hmm. neither of these teams are in first, so if, if it if you know if the two best teams in each conference right now were to play in the finals, we'd be looking at a uh, at a Cavs Thunder finals. Mm. But, uh, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, Julian, are we are we buying or selling that we are destined for a LeBron versus Kevin Durant finals rematch? I'm not. You know what? I'm not buying this for two reasons. Okay. A because. Press is gonna like 
And I get, we're actually members of the press, I guess. So I don't want to. Well, I don't want to sound sure. like I'm like some some crazy conservative. Oh, the press is out to get us. Uh, but but like I feel like LeBron versus KD is like such it's such a narrative type thing. Like I feel like I'm on you know. I feel like ah, uh, more words from the scorers table coming after coming up after Mike and Mike this morning. Or I feel I feel I literally feel like I'm working for ESPN Radio or something talking about that. So. I'm selling it because just because of that, just because I want to zag a little, and I'm also selling because I don't want to jinx the Nets because I actually oh, do think there. I don't. I do think the Nets have have a real shot at making the finals. Now I was like, I as everybody knows, I had the Nets in the three to five range in the Eastern Conference in our preview episode, yeah, uh, a few weeks ago. And though that's not something I'm 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 not I'm not really selling that because I still think Toronto is just a great regular season team. Yeah, but. I mean, the Bucks have looked very unimpressive, and it's not – I mean, obviously, it's going to take time for them to build some more chemistry with Drew Holiday and a few of the other spare parts they brought in on their bench. I'm, I shouldn't be calling Bobby Portis a spare part after dropping 17 last night in a revenge game against the Knicks, yeah. And the Knicks, um, I'm sure, were, were, were <laughs> shaking their boots in that 20-point game. <laughs> But um, but yeah, the, the the Bucks have not looked particularly impressive, and I don't. For for me, I'm just I'm not ready to go there yet with the Nets. It's been three games. Yes, they've looked they looked awesome for two games, and so so last night in the loss to the Hornets. So I'm not really I'm not buying or selling this. I'm I'm kind of biding my time. What do you say? Yeah. So. In terms of in terms of regular season standings, I still wouldn't put the Nets over the uh, over over the Bucks um, or the uh, or, or or the Raptors. I think that those are still going to be. I think it's going to. Well, granted, the Raptors have looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, they've looked really bad so far to start. Uh, that being said, um, I, I have faith that they'll they'll, they'll turn it around. Um, but the, th- the thing with the Nets is, and we have to, and we have to see how much you know Spencer Dinwiddie's new uh, new injury, how long he's out, how much that impacts them. But I don't I don't I don't see any team uh, beating them in the playoffs right this second, mm-hmm. um, uh, unless of course they play the Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I I, I think it's going to be a Lakers uh, Nets finals if I had to bet right now. And I think, that, I think that I think the Lakers right now are absolutely the best team in the NBA. So did the do you think that the I, I think the weird thing about the Lakers is I think they're a better regular season team, even though I'm still not completely convinced of them. Like I said, last podcast in the postseason, because I do think they will miss Rondo and some of the stuff he brings. But they, they are I do I do think they are a better. Definitely a better Absolutely. It's not even close with, you know, the production they can get from some of their guys off the bench. Um, they, they're easily a better regular season team. Um, I do want to say, though, um, this is kind of, I guess, will be translating into another of our topics, which is the Celtics. Did the did the Nets win against the Celtics? Like, really, did that was that what, like, really cemented your belief in the Nets? Yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. The number one thing is just how Kevin Durant has looked. Yes. Um, you know the the big concern, the the reason it was so impossible to predict how the Nets would be this year, is because of who knew how good Kevin Durant would be coming back from an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know and of course you know in 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 hindsight it looks stupid. It's like well it's Kevin Durant, of course he'd be, but but it, it you know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a very difficult injury to come back with. That being said, Kevin Durant looks like the exact same player. Yeah, he looks the, great. The 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 defense is ninety percent of what it was before, but the offense is like ninety nine percent. And he's at least trying on defense, which is just yeah, a great yeah, example exactly. for the rest of the team. Kyrie exactly. too, by the way. Kyrie Kyrie's been Kyrie's been locked in on defense. Um, you know, Durant has been. And I think the reason that I think it would be a Lakers Nets finals is simply. Durant is the second best player in the NBA when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one in the East who who really even comes close to him. I think that he's he's significantly better than Giannis. Mm, interesting. Um, I think I think that that if you were going to make it kind of a tier list, it's like LeBron and Durant at one and two, and then it's a 
kind of a gap between them and 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 the next guy. I'm not saying a gap. I'm not saying a gap. I think it's I think that I agree with the tears. I think it's I will, I will say well actually I will say LeBron I will say LeBron KD and then it's Giannis Kawhi and then it's Harden I think. Okay. Yeah. In yeah, no particular I, order after number 1 and 2. And you can still make a case that when he's at his best and healthy, that Durant is the best player in the league. You can make I I want oh, to say that, but you can absolutely make an easy case. Like before we were before we yeah. got hurt, this was like a thing. This was like a everybody was saying this actually. Yeah, there's absolutely a case. I wouldn't I don't I don't believe it. I think that LeBron is still the best player in the league. He's coming off, you know, an NBA finals ring and a finals MVP. I think it's tough to Yeah, you can't say he's not after like, you know, it's yeah. yeah, it's just it's you just sound stupid. But but regardless, um regardless, I'm I'm endlessly uh impressed with how Durant has looked. I'm impressed with the instant chemistry he's built with Kyrie. Uh I think I think that the chemistry between um uh, between Kyrie and Jared Allen in particular has been surprising. Mm-hmm. And the stuff he's been throwing some good alley-oops to DeAndre as well. Yeah. I, I honestly think that there's an argument that, that, that DeAndre, sorry, not, sorry not DeAndre, that Jared Allen might be their third best player. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big ass statement to make. I mean, it doesn't, it's not irrational, but that's that's a that's a bold statement to make. I will say though, I mean, I was just a few, probably just a week or two ago, telling you how I I think that, I mean, Jared Allen's very tradable, very tradable as yes. far as when you look at the Nets' depth. Nick Claxton's in the G League right now. Um, I think that he proved last minute last year that he should get some minutes to keep developing this year. Um, but and and the thing with Jared is obviously his. Last year, even though he wasn't getting as many minutes as he was before, his development kind of plateaued. And yeah. man, I was really impressed against the Celtics, even though uh, with Tristan Thompson and Tice doing their thing. He Jared stood tall. He showed like he showed balls. Like he was just like yeah. He, uh, he still looks like like a like a kid that I don't know might be in like a high school band or something. But like he's. He the really thing, he he showed something. Yeah. He showed something. He was getting offensive rebounds. I was impressed because that exact same shit, especially with Tristan Thompson, who's given him problems in the past. Yeah, like that exact same shit has happened, and he did not do nearly as well as he did. Yeah, no, I think I think with Jared Allen, the thing with Jared Allen is it's kind of like that early career Embiid thing, where it's like I don't even fully believe that he entirely knows what he's doing on the court at all times. <laughs> and yet, and yet it doesn't matter because he's just that athletically gifted and has a crazy wingspan and just, you know, the, the, the throw gives him another four inches or five inches mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Similar to another uh, big man from the university of Texas that we know about on the, uh, on the Pacers. Who's, oh, <laughs> we'll get to Miles Turner later, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mention him when we get to the Celtics. But oh yeah, so yeah, no, I'm just I'm 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 incredibly impressed with how Durant has looked. I'm incredibly impressed with how how the Nets as a whole have looked. And also shout out Mike D'Antoni, who might be the mm-hmm. biggest winner of this entire offseason. Mm-hmm. You watch the Nets, and it's so obvious that this is Mike D'Antoni's offense. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's an offensive coordinator, yeah. Yeah, and it's just and and Mike D'Antoni's in the ultimate win scenario. This is the best. This is the best player he's ever had in his entire coaching career. Mm-hmm. He gets to keep doing what he loves, which is offense, and mm-hmm. he doesn't have to focus at all on defense or answer any questions about the game. He just gets to come in, do his thing, and leave. And has like no pressure. Oh yeah, because because if if the Nets go wrong, <laughs> it's on Steve Nash, not him. Yeah, it's 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 such a, it's a huge win. You 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 go from having to deal with 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 James Harden and Russell Westbrook to now just get to lay back and 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 draw a place for Kevin Durant. One day you're playing Jeff Green as your starting center in the playoffs. Next minute you're playing him as your tenth man. It's great. <laughs> That's true too. That's true too. All right. Um. Any any last thoughts on the Lakers or the Nets? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm excited to get to the Celtics. I think that's that might we we might have to segue into that. All right, you, you, want, you want, want to go to the Celtics now? All yeah, right. Yeah. Julian, are we buying or selling that the Celtics' lack of depth 
is going to kill them. I'm selling. You know why? Selling. Because if the Celtics, because you know what? The Celtics' lack of depth can't kill them if Jason Tatum's killing them. Whoa! Look, I look. I got. I got to be honest here. I got to be honest. Tatum, I understand. You know, you worked out with Kobe in the off season like two years ago, and it was an incredible experience. And I, 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 I can only imagine. I can't imagine honestly, because that 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 has to be such a insane, just like coming of age or what what have you to go through. Um, but I, I actually think that that bank shot against the Bucks in the opening game was like kind of a bad thing to happen to the Celtics because it kind of re- reinforced a bad habit with Tatum because Tatum, the end of games, you're down by one against the Pacers. This is a damn good, this is a really good Pacers team as always. As yep. we, we were thinking we were talking on text how it's the, they have the highest bottom, but the lowest ceiling of like yes. any, any team in the East, which is crazy. Yeah, um, it makes no sense, but it's, it's, it's the case. Yes. Um, and just, you have like seven seconds left. Malcolm Brogdon is guarding you. And yep. you essentially do like a, a hop step and do a step back three. And, you know, I would not really give a shit about this if I had not seen this multiple times before from Tatum. And there's just there's just a bad trend with the Celtics that it's not Marcus Smart's fault, I don't think, because he's not the best player on the damn team even though he's supposed to be the emotional leader and he is the emotional leader because he makes winning plays all the time. Like he did with the, uh, with Robert Williams on that great steal off, yep. uh, off the inbounds pass to TJ Warren. Great play. And Tatum is someone that I consider to be in. I, I wouldn't say he's on the same tier. He's not on the same level as Luca, but I would put him on the same tier as Luca and bam, as far as the young stars of the league. Okay. And just time and time again, when the going gets tough for the Celtics, they seem to shrink in some way, in some way. And it pains me to say it because, you know, as a Boston sports hater, I actually enjoy watching the Celtics. This is a fun team to watch. And it's I, it's just a consistent trend. And I can't say what Tatum needs to do better, but maybe it's being a better, a, a, a more emotional leader, or I don't want to act like I expect the guy to be like, I don't know, Douglas MacArthur or some like, you know, crazy general type who's going to like galvanize the troops or, you know, like, like one of those raw, raw type guys. I mean, he's only 22 or 23. And that's like an incredible amount of that's, which is insane. He's literally our age. Like I can't imagine taking on that responsibility and leading an entire basketball team, but something needs to change. Something needs to change. And that's, that's my immediate concern with the Celtics is that they just need to get they just need to like I, I, I like I said I'm repeating myself I don't know what it is so 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 let me let me let me try to offer some input here and you can tell me if you think I'm either being biased or or whatnot mm-hmm. number one I'm not worried about the Celtics team until I see them how see them with Kemba Walker valid I mean seriously people the way people are reacting to to this team it's almost like you're forgetting that your highest paid player, your star, your all-star point guard who averaged over 20 points a game isn't there. And another reason why they're dumb is because the Celtics' backup point guards have shown the hell up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, Jeff, Jeff Teague has been pretty good to start the year. Peyton Pritchard, um, you want to talk about a guy that shows up to work with a hard hat and a lunch pail? <laughs> <laughs> Blue collar guy, blue collar guy, blue collar guy. I think I think I think we can both say that we've been impressed with how Peyton Pritchard has looked for sure. Mm-hmm. He's been good. He might, here's my thing with Tatum. That step back versus Giannis, I was fine with. Do you know why? Because it's damn hard to drive the basketball versus Giannis. <laughs> damn straight. So yeah, it was a it was a it was a pretty lucky make, but I didn't hate the shot selection. Also, wasn't you were nearly as bad as this one. Also, you were you were down two. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated this shot, and when I say hate, I mean when he released the ball, it, I hadn't even seen if it gone in, and I just go, "That's terrible." Because, first of all, it's a totally different situation. It's not even a remotely similar situation. Number, you're down one. There's seven seconds on the clock. 
the difference is if Tatum had missed his shot against the Bucks, you intentionally foul, they could put the game out of reach. You mm-hmm. miss the shot, you intentionally foul, you're still down three. Worst case scenario. This was an inexcusable shot selection. And again, you're not being guarded by Giannis. You're being guarded by Malcolm Brogdon. And you have, what, six inches on him? Yeah, yeah you're, six, you're 6'10 now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're, you're literally 6'10. <laughs> um, there, are, there are times where, where mid-range are, is very bad. Mm-hmm. When you're down by one with seven seconds left, a mid-range shot is good. Yes. Um, that's one of the times where you don't care about efficiency. You care about how close you can get to the hoop. I didn't like the shot. Um, I understand what Brad was thinking in that moment where he goes, okay, we're going to run a play to get Brogdon switched on to Tatum. From there, Tatum will have a mismatch, but he'll have a mismatch and he can try to get to the hoop or, or, or hit a shot over him. But if you ask, but I guarantee that is not the shot that Brad wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the, that's that's just the thing with it's just the hero ball stuff. Just that's yeah. when the the Celtics offense breaks down, and it feels kind of like their offensive morale breaks down. Even though you're yeah. still getting galvanized by Smart and Stevens, end of the day, this guys guys are just standing around. That's not gonna but, like but I, the other the other the main issue that I have with the team is is the fact that um is 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 the third quarters. It's the complete lack of energy the team is coming out with in the third quarter. And this has now been two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Last last season, the Celtics were the worst th- third quarter team in the league. It's insane. Um, they got outscored more in the third quarter than any other team in the league last year. Mm-hmm. This season, it's kind of more of the same. They allowed the Indiana Pacers to score 40 points in the third quarter. They, and, uh, and I don't remember how many points the Nets scored in the third quarter, but it was a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, they put the. They, 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 I think they were like tied at the half, and the Nets ended up like up ten. I think the Celtics were up five at the half. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. I think. Well, do you remember what day that was? That was, uh, it was Christmas. So it was Thursday. No, Friday. Yes. Friday. Yes. Um, let's see. I have, I have it right in front of me here. The Celtics got outscored thirty-five to twenty-three in Eesh. in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, they got outscored 37 to 18, but at that point, it was already over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that just the, the, the third quarter effort is what's most concerning. Again, when, when Kemba comes back, I think that's when you can really evaluate the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is, uh, there, there, there's a lot of issues. I'm, I'm, I'm more so concerned about the defense than, than the offense, I think, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough Grant Williams game. Awful Grant Williams game. Mm-hmm. Truly, I mean, he he blew the coverage on Sabonis at the end. Who, by the way, I mentioned to you this to you before. Um, I don't. I'm not understanding this this misconception of people thinking that Sabonis is worse than Victor Oladipo. I don't um, want to. I don't. Is it? You know? Is it? Do you think Sabonis gets like shit just because he's white? And like has yes. an international name. Like I'm just, I'm just. If if, I'm just, if, <laughs> if the Montes Sabonis' name was, um, Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. I don't, I don't, like literally anything else. Yeah. It just it just sounds so like, like I don't know, like he's from Latvia or something. Like it's, it's just. It's, oh, it's, God. The, it's the same thing with Jokic. Mm-hmm. How like how, like because his name is Nikola Jokic, people act like it's like outrageous that he's that that, that he's as good as he is, and it's like he's. Like like when Joel Embiid was like was like I, I had a better season than it's like no you didn't don't get your back <laughs> like what are we doing here facts facts oh man I think I think it's that international guy thing and I hope I hope that Luke is able to uh to overcome it I think he has mm-hmm. you know who's not bad Valanciunas he's good too yeah absolutely no the Celtics I'm still interested to see what they'll do with their trade exception I don't yeah. know get like Rudy Gay or something I don't know. My Someone. my 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 preferred guy is, is Aaron Gordon. But we will, uh... <laughs> have fun. <laughs> no, but you know, I think I think it could be different when it's not Aaron Gordon's team. Are the Magic Aaron Gordon's team? He thinks they are. <laughs> Does John Hammond know? No, Aaron Gordon seems to think so. 
And, and to be fair, Aaron Gordon's been fantastic to start the year. Mm-hmm. Which hopefully more he's hopefully due for we'll, a rough week. Hopefully we'll get more. Let's see. Hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll get best. more. Yep. And you know, I think John Hammond is, is hoping for more, too. Uh, yeah, John Hammond needs to hope but to be employed I, by the end of this year. Yeah, I have I have one more thing I want to add on the Celtics because I don't want to spend too much. We've already spent a lot of time. I don't want to spend too much time on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm incredibly impressed with how Jalen Brown's been playing. Mm-hmm. His his development um, year in and year out. I mean, he's become a really good mid range and uh, a mid range player and, and and a really good passer. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, w- I was worried how how you know him and Tatum would react to uh, to being like the main two guys you know without Hayward there to take a little bit of pressure off and without Kemba there to be taking 15 16 shots a game mm-hmm. just how, how they would look when everyone knows that it's their team no cancer been, yeah no cancer um, <laughs> I've been I've been incredibly impressed with how Jalen has played in particular mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's. I mean, to start the year, he's averaging twenty six five and four, mm-hmm. um, shoot, shooting fifty two percent from the field. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think that Tatum has played as bad as people think. Too. By the way, Tatum. You want to talk about record set? Tatum, first player in NBA history to open a season with consecutive games of twenty or more field goal attempts without getting a single free throw. Mm-hmm. The um, he's got to get to the free throw line. I think he took like three free throws or something in, in, in this last game after zero in the first two. Yeah, six ten. I mean he's 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 six he's six ten and more importantly in the playoffs last year and in the bubble, he was averaging almost ten free throws attempts per game. Let's let's mm-hmm. get those way up. Mm-hmm. All right. Facts. Um and shout out Peyton Pritchard. All right. Next uh, we talked about the magic a little bit. Julian, let's talk about a really fun magic topic that um that we that I know that we've both been looking uh, forward yes. to. Yes. Since since twenty seventeen, I think we've been looking forward to saying this. Is Markel Fultz this year's most improved player award winner, buying or selling? I'm gonna go first. I'm buying. I'm buying, I'm buying too. <laughs> I'm <here>. all in. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> Man, I'm also, I want to also shout out Markel for taking 21 shots last night. That's what I'm, you are Absolutely. the best player on the team. You are the best player on the team. Vucevic. What? V- Vuce. Fuck Vucevic. Act uh, like you're the best player on the team. Because that's <laughs> how Markel Fultz needs to act. And I love it. Great start to the season. I am Absolutely. so in. Let's let's go. Let's go. The Magicker is weird as ever. They're as boring as ever. They're as unwatchable, more or less, as ever. But Markel Fultz, so much fun. Um, man, I am I am so excited to see. Uh, what's what's the Magic's next game? Uh, uh I'm not sure here. Uh, or uh, Orlando OKC tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, tonight's uh. No, OKC Utah tonight. Oh, OKC Utah? Oh, boy. We're the Magic playing here. See all games. I don't know. Well, uh, I'll, I'll report back in a few minutes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I, I have nothing else to say. I'm tongue-tied. I'm so happy for Markel Fultz. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I gotta say, I'm really impressed with, uh, oh, they're playing the Magic tomorrow. Sorry, they're playing the Thunder tomorrow. I'm also just kind of like I don't want to say horrified, but like they can't get any minutes from Obama. Like, geez, I know he's he's bad. He's very very raw, but um, he's bad. <laughs> this, this is it's we're really playing like Kem Kem Birch this much. Like uh, I like Kem I will Birch. not stand for Kem Birch slander. <laughs> I like seven rebounds last night. Yeah, so, but so, so a few things on Markel Fultz that I want to I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm very impressed with how he's been playing to start the year. His three pointer still looks pretty broken. Two or three last game. Yeah. But two or three last game. Mm-hmm. But still, just just the general form. I mean, there was there was one possession last game where um, cause they were playing Washington last game. I forget who was guarding him, but he went like Tony Allen level under the screen. Yeesh. And then Marco Fultz pulled pulled up and shot the three and made it, which is a great thing for him. But still, I mean, until he can, can consistently make that shot and just show that he'll take it, mm-hmm. it's tough. But inside the three-point arc, even from the mid-range, he looks better. But the thing that's impressed me most about Fultz is this year he is 12-13 from the free-throw line. Mm-hmm. 
Do you remember how bad the free throws were for, with him Facts. for a while? Yeah, yeah, they I'm, were. They... I'm, I'm really impressed with his development. Um, you know, it's very easy to be critical of, of the Magic and their coaching staff and their front office for a lot of things. Yeah, the offseason got an F for me. <laughs> but their development with Fultz has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's fast. He's a good defender. If you eliminate, if if you just like look at him play without the three pointer and just look at his highlights. He looks like the guy that was drafted number one. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like a fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a, and, as, and as you know, uh, the Celtics had that number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. And I watched a lot of Markel Fultz before that draft. And I was all in. He looks good again. And, uh, and I think that he's going to win most improved player. Um, the contract they gave him was, was a lot of money. But I think that he is certainly going to earn it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm on um, Marco Fultz. And by the way, the Jonathan Isaac contract that they gave, great contract if Jonathan Isaac wasn't missing this entire year. Yeah, that's, that's, that that's, it's, it's heinous. We're both in on Jonathan Isaac, but that's, Absolutely. that's nuts. That's just throwing money at the wall, hopefully, just hoping for the best. Like, that's, also, who is paying Jonathan Isaac that much money? I think, well, I think, I think that, he. This is a very bad free agency. Um, this is a very bad free agency coming up now. Now that everyone has, uh, have we talked about Giannis resigning? No, but you know, nice. Giannis resigned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Yeah, it just it's a very bad free agency. I bet someone would have paid him close to that. Oof. Boy, yeah, I, w- I would give I would have given them a bad grade too. But you know, we're 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 on the Jonathan Isaac hype train. Hopefully, he gets back to what he you know gets back on his on the on the rise and doesn't you know kind of doesn't become like Jonathan Bender or any of those guys. Yeah, well, he I mean, Jonathan Isaac I think is at least last year was the best defensive player in the NBA. It was incredible, incredible. Um, anyway, uh, Marco Fultz. We'll uh, we'll 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 see how it goes, but um, mm-hmm. so far so good. Markel Fultz is an All Star this year. Are you shocked? Yes. Yes. No, no, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Well, who's who's is he going to make it over Westbrook? Is he going to make it over Beal? Is he going to make it over Trey Young? I mean, he's been better than Westbrook this year. That's not hard. Not hard. Westbrook, right. That was such a classic Westbrook game. Uh, it was like it was like five of fifteen or something. It was a rough one. <laughs> I'm excited to have. We, we've got the real Russell Westbrook back. He's, yes. It was a rough one, but he's already uh, he's already in the top ten all time in Washington Wizards triple doubles. <laughs> Go uh, get him. Good, it's good, good to have you back, Russ. Go get him. Um, all right, next topic that. Uh, you know, you lose, you lose, you lose by by over fifty points. We got to talk about it, Julian. Are the Clippers actually going to be different than last year? I'm I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm I I don't. I still have some Clippers stock, and I really liked what I saw from the last the, from from the first two games. And judging by how they come back. Next game, I don't know who the I don't know who the hell they're playing next. I'm trying to pull up uh, NBA.com real quickly to see to see what the deal is. But depending on if if the Clippers like you know show something and like show actual resolve next game and I don't know just put the hammer on someone or just yeah. you know or or just have like a great comeback like I I'm still in on the Clippers. I still really like this team. I still think that they have a move to make that they need to flip. Lou Williams and Terrence Mann for George Hill. Terrence Mann. Should I say that again? Lou Williams and Terrence Mann for George Hill. Hmm. Which is a trip. We're works in the trade machine. I don't know. Maybe throwing a second round. You know what? Throwing a pick or something like that. I, you I know why? I don't hate it. You know they, why? They, they need to it? shake up. A, they still need to shake up that part of their roster. And B... George Hill and Paul George are great friends and had their each had the apex of their careers playing together in Indiana. That's true. And George was heartbroken when Hill got uh, Hill got dumped to the Kings or left or I don't know I forget what happened to him. He, but he, he signed there. 
Yes. Um. Yeah. He wasn't gonna turn down that contract from the Kings. Um. Oh God, no. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think this this trade is like it's it's kind of a boring trade as NBA trade machine goes, but I think that they really need to make this move. And George Hill would be. It's a. It's a I, I don't think that the the Clipper the he's necessarily off limits on the Thunder. But um. But yeah, I'm I'm tent I'm tentatively buying Clippers stock. I still think that Nick Batum has the the, the Batum Renaissance. He's he's, oh, yeah. he's been good for them. He's been so, good for them. So, so you know what we've learned here? Mm-hmm. We have learned in recent years that if the if the Hornets buy out an overpaid French player, you pick them up. First example <laughs> is James Diaw. Yep. Second example is Nick Batum. I think we just need to learn it. Mm-hmm. But I said the, yeah. the Hornets really like French guys. Wait, uh, remember Tony Parker? Yeah, Tony Parker randomly played a season there. Yeah, um, who are, they they have they've had other French guys. I'm just gonna look up French guys and see. Uh, Michael Petrus. <laughs> Michael Petrus was um. I still can't I still can't believe that that he uh. No Hornets, unfortunately. Better. Joffrey Laverne. Let's see. Can, can we get them Vincent Poirier? <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, he played on the Spurs. That's kind of close. <laughs> um, but yeah, so here, so my to go back to the Clippers, I've I've gone on a few Paul George rants on this podcast. <laughs> you think? And I'm gonna do a very quick one right now. Oh boy! Oh boy! If you do an interview and you say in the same sentence, "I take full responsibility." I'm paraphrasing here. I take full responsibility. That being said, the travel was very hard on us, and that's what played a played a uh, a factor in us losing. Mm-hmm. You're not taking full responsibility. What happened on the travel? Did like the plane get like delayed or like in no, the air? He, he, what was... he was saying that like it was hard for the players not to spend Christmas with their families. I mean, I would imagine you got you stuck in who did they lose to? Uh, in the 50 point game. Yeah, the Mavs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're stuck in Dallas. It's all hot in Texas. It's like shit. I need to get back to the to you know Hollywood Hills. You know, I'm not. I don't want to really live in Dallas. That yeah. was like, nice enough city, I guess. I've, I've heard Austin is like that's like the like that's like a chic place to move to nowadays. Yeah, apparently it's apparently it's nice. <laughs> uh, that being said, that being come said, on. That being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say this right now. The Clippers. And more in particular, Paul George will never win a championship as long as he's on that roster. Ooh. I am I, – I, I do not think that he is a winning player. I mean I, – I think that he can be a winning player, and, I, and, and, and it wouldn't shock me, um, you know, if he, if, he, if he can kind of change it around. But you spend all offseason talking about – about how everything was Doc Rivers' fault, and now how with Tyron Lue, everything's going to be different. And a lot of it was Doc Rivers' fault. Well, regardless, and then you and then you talk about how um, you talk about how this year you started working out with your trainer again, who was in your MVP season. First of all, you didn't win an MVP; you finished top three. Um, he's talking about how we were going to see the return of MVP Paul George, only to go out and get smacked by the biggest halftime deficit in NBA history. Mm-hmm. I just it it doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence in me. Um, I think the 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 one thing the one thing I will say though is like I don't know how you'd call someone a non-winning player when like he has been a winning player before. This isn't like Zach Levine who was like no, I don't know, no, I don't I, know if Zach Levine team has won thirty-five games, but like I think that this is a new thing. I think this is a post-Indiana thing. Okay, so post-Indiana Paul George is a is yeah. is a different than pre. Yes, Indiana, Indiana Paul George is a different player because he was he was great there. Okay, well you know what they, they need George Hill. Bring him back. Bring him back. Get get, get the maybe uh, what's Roy what, Hibbert doing? I'll see. Beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Little Lance Lance and Roy Hibbert. I'm in on I'm in on I'll be in on the Clippers. Why Tyler, just bring a bunch of those guys player. back? Is Andrew Bynum doing anything? Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> he wasn't doing anything on the Pacers, unfortunately. That was like, that was the issue. Now, 
now, now, now the one thing I'll say is I'll, as I'll say this. I'm not worried. I'm not. I'm not like worried that um, you know, the Clippers are like in danger of spiraling. I mean, they literally don't. They don't. Have, they don't have their best player playing. Mm-hmm. That's obviously something. But that that's not an excuse to lose by fifty. Losing by fifty, especially being down by fifty at halftime, almost feels. Im- I mean, it, it does feel impossible. It's literally never happened before. I mean, you know, I, I can almost understand it in the sense that it reminds me of when the Nets maybe scored, like, I don't know, they scored maybe 11 points in the first quarter against the Sixers in the playoffs two years ago. Yeah. It was literally just because everybody was just having an off night. Like, people, the Nets were getting shots. The ball just was not going in. It just, like, was, the ball literally refused to go in the basket. I just, I mean, it was it was a little embarrassing watching it, but it's like, okay, well, what do you, what do you want? Like, what, what are we supposed to do here? Um, this is, I, I can sense an element of that in this, but you know, I mean, shit happens. The Clippers need to just, they need to understand people are laughing at them and play like people are laughing at them in a non-laughing way. Like, in a, they yeah. need to come with some ferocity next game. Show some balls, Pat Beverly. This is why you're getting paid. So everybody, show some balls. Like punch Morris. someone next game or something. In I actually think four million. <laughs> tough guy, Marcus Morris. I will say, you know, actually. I think if you're down 50, you should just, like, punch someone and get in the fight and just, like, I don't know, do, like, a nice brawl or go home or something, you know? If you're Ty Lue, what do you say to the team in the halftime down 50? Uh, because I'm, whatever he said wasn't enough because they lost by 51. <laughs> hey, guys, let's win the second half. Guys, forget about the score. Guys, let's make this respectable. Get... Okay, <laughs> we only lost by one. Improvement. We need, to, we need to close out on Josh Richardson, guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> um... Also, just just to quickly talk about the Mavericks. I know the Mavericks are only one and two, but I've been very impressed by them so far. I, I think, think they, I think, I think that they're they're a much different team than last year. I think they're legit, and they, remember they still don't have Porzingis back. It's not like you can count on Porzingis, but I think that the James Johnson addition was huge. Josh Richardson was huge. I'm impressed with them so far. I think that the the you're gonna call me crazy here, but. I don't. Do you think that the, the Mavs could like flip Tim Hardaway for like Drummond or Julius Randle? Julius Randle? No, he's not going back to the Knicks for a third time. <laughs> um, it just occurred to me that would be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. What, what, what's that he got was, against the Knicks? They gave him seventy million. No, it, it, what did they have against him? They've traded them twice. Yeah, Hardaway I, was like one of the all rookies, and they just and they just flipped him for. I don't even, what did they trade him for? I don't remember. Jesus. Um, um but I, I actually think the the Mavs need help with the with. The, I think they need another big guy. I mean, yeah. Weirdly enough, Boban is kind of an impact player at times because when he comes on, it's kind of like. Um, it's it's almost kind of like a novelty act, like one trick pony. Sometimes I don't want to yeah. sound mean because I mean Boban's a, Boban's awesome, but you're. You, it's really easy to beat it, but when it when he comes on the court and he'll get like a few rebounds and he's literally just has the ball above his head. It's like a it's like a sixth grader playing keep away with like a bunch yeah. of kindergartners. It's like what the what what the hell? How do we stop this? Like that was Jared Allen was struggling with Boban in the playoffs for like a yeah. for like two games. Like it's when you when you it's just it catches you so off guard. It's almost kind of like cancer where you kind of just have to take take a deep breath and it's like okay let's just run pick and roll every possession on yeah. offense. But it was, I mean, similar strategy with Bulba, but you need to, like, take a deep breath and collect yourself and, like, instead of being like, oh, what the fuck. But yeah. I still think they need to upgrade that position. Dwight Powell is well, just, Ghost- like, pretty uninspiring at the end of the day, yeah, I think. Dwight, Dwight, Dwight Powell is good. Well, you're playing him how much? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, I mean, go, go sign Dwayne Deadman. He's he's a free agent. Can't, I Actually, I think that I want to see the Mavericks. I, I actually want to see the Mavericks take a chance on Drummond. I think no. that it's. I think it's low risk, like high just, risk. How is it high risk? He's literally he's a lot of money. Bring him off the. He's getting paid. This is one more year. Yeah, but you have to trade stuff for him. Just give him. Just give him Hardaway or something. Hardaway is not terrible. Well, he's he's not terrible, but he's inherently replaceable, especially when like Lou Williams is on the market. Who's like a Who's a better Hardaway? Uh, Hardaway. Hardaway. Better Hardaway. Eh. I think he's better right away. Lou Will is a significantly better playmaker. Yes, but I don't think that they're I don't think that they're necessarily the same the same player. I still think that I I really want to see Drummond on a good team just to, just so we can get the like 
just so we can like make a final decision on the is he a winning player argument, which is obviously leaning towards not right now. Yeah. But I I, I want to see more of it. Also because I like the Mavs rookies too. Uh, Josh Green and Tyrell Terry. I want to see them get more playing time and more shots. Um, but but yeah, that's just I I think that going into the next topic perfectly, I think the Warriors maybe should take a chance on Randall or Drummond too. And I don't know how they would, they would have to give away Wiggins obviously, and maybe attach a pick to him because I don't know who's taking Wiggins at this point after how he's looked so far. Um, but I think that they, they need just, they just need some other offensive presence, whether it's in the paint, whether it's wherever. Um, yes, I agree that they need to change. No, I don't think it has. I, I don't think it should be a big man. Um, like maybe DeRozan or what? I don't know. What do you think? So my biggest problem with this Warriors team is, well, the biggest problem with this Warriors team is Kelly Oubre. Mm-hmm. But the second biggest problem with this team is just the lack of shooting and more importantly, creation. Mm-hmm. When Curry is not in, this team just looks like last year beyond lost. Yes. Um, now, I'm not going to – so so the, the, the title of this segment was, is it time for the Golden State Warriors to tank again? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I agree. I, I don't think it is either. This, this team has been terrible to start, but the, the upgrade of Eric Paschal to Draymond Green is so big that I think it's worth waiting it out to see how it looks. Pascal's good. He actually had a, he had a good game last year, last uh, last season. I mean, not <laughs> last game. Let's get the Bulls. He was good last year. Yeah, I mean, he ha- he ha- he has some moments, but I think Draymond Green is ten times the player he is. I mean, I don't know. If I would say ten times. I mean, Draymond looked pretty washed last few times we saw him. Oh come um, on, Draymond phoned it in harder than anyone not named I mean, Kevin Love. Oh, another reason you. <laughs> <laughs> another speaking of kevin love can we just take one moment real quick and you know i i'm gonna apologize ahead of time to our list our listeners of the podcast here but Cavs pistons was like kind of fun like two like two nights ago it was like it was like Cavs i felt pistons. <laughs> i felt guilty for watching it like i was having a nice bowl of cereal got a little late night coffee and i was like all right yeah Cavs pissed go, coming down to the wire. Could yeah. Derek Rose have looked any worse at the end of that game? Oh no, no, it's it's just such a it was such a depressing game on all sides. Other than the fact Colin Sexton and Garland looked good again. Hopefully that that's you know developing into something. But I mean Kevin Love Colin has looked Sexton, depressed for a few years. Colin Sexton is on a on like a multiple multiple game dating back to last year. Um, mm-hmm. Look like like really good, looking good streak. Hey, he's been, he's he's been looking really good. I've been I've been impressed by him. A hot take. He's playing the Knicks tonight. He'll continue to look good. <laughs> and remember, I still have stock in Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. No, I I still have stock in Garland too. Getting Garland played four games in college, and expecting him to be some world beater last year would be stupid. Cavs have young guys that I like. I don't um, like them. I I still don't like Sexton and Garland together. I think you got to pick no. one. But Sexton's look good. He's look good. He, he he's a he's a he's a hustler. Runs the floor well. Tries hard. I mean, you know, he's had problems with. I've criticized him in the past for his passing and you know getting like twenty eight points and two assists. Yes. Yeah. It makes no sense that he's as bad of a defender as he is because I feel like someone with his level of intensity should be much better. Exactly. But, exactly. Oh my God, is he a bad defender? I'm kind of. What do you think about the? What do you think about the hair? The he's got like the like the Eddie Murphy uh, tail and like coming might, to America. <laughs> coming to America too, by the way, coming out in uh in in early May. I saw the trailer and it wasn't like okay, I'm not expecting some like glorious trailer. And sometimes when you see a great trailer, it's like actually deceiving. Like I don't know if you ever saw the interview that movie with. Uh, yeah. I never saw the movie, but the tra- I saw the trailer. Yeah, the trailer. It has all the jokes from the movie are in the trailer. It's the movie Oof. sucks. It's literally, literally every single joke is in the trailer, which I thought was hilarious. Where like fucking I don't know. I was like junior in high school or something. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, I'm you know I was ex- I'm excited for coming to America too, but you know I'm a little worried. I'm I, I wasn't I wasn't blown away. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't I don't care how the trailer looked. I thought the trailer looked funny. I thought that it kind of it reminded me a lot of the original. 
And uh, I, mean, I would think so. And I'm not I'm not I'm not looking for a uh, I'm not looking for a for an Academy Award winning movie here. I'm looking for something to make me laugh for an hour and a half. Hey, I'm just looking for some just Eddie Murphy in something good. Like, you know, seeing him in the, that Dolomite movie on Netflix. Dolomite wasn't great, but it was it was at least it was good to see Eddie Murphy just cooking again, you know, return to form like it's it's like watching Westbrook on the Wizards this year. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if Murphy wrote this movie. Did he write the original? Or because I mean, Coming Murphy's like written some. I'm not Murphy's sure. written to some. Sh- he's written some shitty movies in the past. Let's see. Coming to America. Uh. Let's show me the first one here. Um. Oh, he did write it. Okay, so Harlem. He did write it. Okay, so Harlem Nights wasn't like the only like reflection of his writing stuff. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good to know. I had no idea he wrote it. Great movie. Classic. Great. Come on. I actually just watched that movie uh, a few weeks ago. I saw I saw like a few snippets of it like the other night because we were on it was on TV and I don't I don't even watch TV but I was literally. How 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 did we get? Oh, Alfred Payton. No, not Alfred Payton or Alfred Payton hair. We're talking about uh, Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, he, he's probably got to cut his hair. Yeah, it's you know, the, the 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 tail in the back. It's just I, I don't know, I don't know, I, but I just I, I I feel like players always play better when they get haircuts. I don't what know about, why. What, what about <laughs> Semi Ojale get better? Uh, man, Semi Ojale. <laughs> Semi Ojale has been good to start the year, and it's great still last game. just not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some nice moments against the Nets and against the Bucks. You know, made a few threes. I look, oh, I, look, like... I look at the Bucks playing Tory Craig like four minutes a game, and I'm so jealous. Well, yeah, they're they're playing Bobby Ford. Good. It's like 20 minutes a game. So, um, I, I, I don't know what Coach Bud is doing over there. I'll, I, I want I want to say I want to say a few last things about the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre, this year shooting 17% from the field on non dunks, he is 0 for 31 this year. Very, very bad. Yeah. Uh, um, in fact, I he literally could not have started this year worse. Um, but don't worry, Andrew Wiggins has tried. He has been <laughs> unbelievably bad as well. Um, Andrew Wiggins, there, there was there. I, I, I was talking to uh, to you about this before the podcast. There was a certain play last last game where or two games ago, where Curry runs around a screen, and he's got his hands up, and he's wide open, and he looks up, and Kelly Oubre is holding the ball, and he just puts his hands right down. And just, like, just like the look of, like, yep, I'm not getting this ball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's not like Curry's been great to start the year. In fact, he's been pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great last he, game. He's literally getting... Yeah, it's true. He's literally getting triple-teamed. Like, mm-hmm. every possession. Mm-hmm. Um... Did you see the clip of him of him hitting 105 straight three pointers? Yeah, yeah, I saw Stauskas esque. Yeah, yes, literally. He can. I mean, he's still he's still the best shooter in the league. I think that having Draymond back, just having having an adult on the court back with him is going to be was, huge. How is Draymond going to keep him from being triple teamed? Well, at least at least Draymond knows how to set a screen and Draymond knows how to pass the ball. The problem with when Curry doesn't have the ball in his hands, no one knows how to pass the ball. At least Draymond's a good passer. Oh, valid, valid. You know, I you know, uh, nice, nice Juan Toscano Anderson game yesterday. Yeah, he's not bad. He's he's there. <laughs> I had no idea who that was until like Christmas. Until opening night of the NBA, I had Jordan no idea who that was. Pretty good. Was. I was like, what? Jordan Poole's been pretty good. Yeah, same, with, uh, same with Damian Lee. Jordan Poole and Damian Lee are NBA players. I can't say much else, but they are NBA players. That's a good thing. Damian Lee are going to be in the league. So mm-hmm. facts. Maybe Tatum could learn something. And I got to give, you know, we got to, you know, we're not a very, we, we make a lot of jokes about Zach Levine on this podcast, but I got to give Zach Levine credit for being like weirdly clutch. Oh, he's, oh, Zach Levine he, is clutch. I'm not going to say he's not. Uh, despite his seven turnovers last game, like he's, he's clutch. Seven and, turnovers. Uh, Karis LeVert is jealous. <laughs> I was losing my mind watching Karis LeVert two nights ago. Was, <laughs> it was it was one of the worst performances I've seen. Five in turnovers league. in one quarter. It was so bad. It's, it was it's sh- like that was that was that was that was rookie coach syndrome where it's like, hey, uh, Steve, 
Yeah, you don't have to leave him in. Yeah, yeah. He also, I, I give him credit for another turnover because he was mad at himself about one turnover and let someone blow by him to the hoop. Oh, not which good. Is kind of worse than the turnover in the first place. But speaking of the Warriors Bulls last night, well, you see that Wendell Carter stat line. Actually, I did not. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on here. Hold on here. You know I like me a good Wendell Carter stat line. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Wendell's coming. Four assists. He's coming. Also, Patrick Williams, definitely an NBA player. He's an NBA player. Yeah, Are we he's... going into the draft? Yes. Uh, I'm... <laughs> I'm, I still I, I don't understand playing Williams with Markkinen and Carter. It makes no sense. I think it might be time to pull the plug on the Laurie Markkinen thing. Markkinen, I still like Markkinen. I just think, so this team, I think I think it's time to look at his trade value. I don't think that this team makes any more. The, the, you know what? I'm giving the Bulls a bad grade this offseason because this team doesn't make any more sense than it did when Jim Boylan was there. This is kind of just the same Jim Boylan guys. Except it has a new rookie and Garrett Temple, which well, makes, Garrett Temple makes a difference. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying. It makes sense for one reason. A lot of expiring contracts. Yes, they are. They are yes. And they need to make use of that sooner than later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, why right. did Denzel oh. Valentine get no minutes last night? Denzel Valentine's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the Celtics could use. Yeah, we could use a lot of people. Admiral Schofield, still available. Luke Cornet on the market. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I've also been impressed with James Wiseman to start the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, he's looked every, every bit as good as advertised. I think that he's a great fit for this Warriors team. Um, if, if Clay Thompson was here, I think it's a completely different team. Uh, and I think in a year where Clay Thompson's there and Andrew Wiggins is literally touching the ball the fifth most in the starting lineup as opposed to second or third most. Mm-hmm. It's a very different team. I think that Wiseman's I, – I, I really like that his some of his bad habits that we saw even through his, like, three games in college or high school, I feel like his bad habits are not – have not really carried over to the pros yet. I mean, I'm sure we will see them. But he, he does – he really does look like he has improved his game and his smartness as a player is definitely coming through. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, last topic we're gonna get to here on the uh, on the scorers table. This is a this is an old favorite topic, <laughs> one that we haven't done in a while. We're gonna do it very quickly. Welcome back to the Terry Rozier report. Mm. Time is um, upon us. Now, this is a different Terry Rozier report than normal because this on this Terry Rozier report we're gonna be praising Terry Rozier. Mm-hmm. He's been hot, red hot. Terry Rozier to start this year, he is averaging. 27 points a game, shooting 52% from the field, 43% from three-point. The, uh, the the combo of Rozier and Hayward is I, – I, I said this to you – I said this to you uh, last night. And mm-hmm. I said, I said imagine reading this sentence in, in 2018. Um, yeah, I said, imagine reading this sentence in 2018 – Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward combined for 48 points to beat Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and the Nets. <laughs> what, else was, what, what else was happening in 2018? I literally forget about that year. 2018, Hayward, Hayward, Rozier, and Kyrie were all in the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, Hayward played five minutes that entire season. Durant, Durant was winning another championship with Golden State, and the Nets didn't even have D'Lo yet. Damn, damn. I think I was probably I was probably still living on on-campus housing back then, 2018. Shit, really was a long time ago. Goddamn. So. Shouts to Terry Rozier. He didn't completely posterize KD. I meant 2017. I meant 2017. Excuse me. Terry Rozier kind of posterized KD last night. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna shoot this down real quick, just because I feel like being a Debbie Downer right now. I feel like being a little negative, even though I'm a very positive person. Usually, you should come up with the the good vibes, as they say. Oh, by the way. Because I was about to, because I'm sounding, because good vibe, I sound like a really young person right now. I, I got I to gotta say, Will, um, I, <laughs> what? You, told me, you told me before this podcast that you're out on TikTok. You're a TikToker now. I don't make TikToks, but I like watching TikToks. Oh, man, you're, you're, oh, man, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't co-sign this. I can't co-sign this. TikTok is great. 
TikTok's fuck. I hate it. I can't stand it. Some bullshit. People fucking dancing, smiling. You know, I don't know. Stupid music in the back. I I can't stand TikTok. To be banned. No. no TikTok, <laughs> TikTok. TikTok is great for the stuff that that you know that I use it for. It's not what all you TikTok uh, for like taste setting screens. No, I mean I I, I on, on on my TikTok I get uh. I get I get some basketball clips. I get I get some Star Wars stuff. I get some uh, I get I get cat videos. I get home renovations. Home renovation? Yeah, just it's, yeah, it's HDTV it's, over here. Yeah, it's like, it's like a sixty second HDTV. It's cool. <laughs> it's like it's like not it's like not all of TikTok is just people dancing. No, I, mean, I you know I I have no I have no comment. I have no comment. No, TikTok is great. Oh man, it's sad. It's sad we've lost one of the good ones. Here on the here on the non TikTok side. No, TikTok is great. It's not, it's not like I've ever made one. So <laughs> I, I want. I actually want. To, I think that like screen setting TikTok actually should be a thing. Like 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 I don't know like oh, steel you know, Steven Adams seal screen. I did want to go on a quick seal screen rant. Awesome. Um, why? How come? Uh, the the officials in the Celtics Nets game decided to start calling a seal screen a foul for the first time in NBA history. Did you notice that? <laughs> I did, but Daniel Tice also, like, grabbed someone's arm. Okay, once. What? <laughs> okay, I'm not saying that everyone was not a foul, but I'm saying that they call every time there was a seal screen, they called it a foul, because it wasn't just on Tice. They also called, they, they called three on Tice, two on two on Tristan Thompson, they called one on, uh, on Grant Williams. But it's the only game ever that they've called it a foul. You know what? I think that the Celtics should stop fouling the Nets. That's what oh, they should do. Yeah, Celtics. But but on the on the Rozier report here, um, Terry Rozier's three games this year: forty-two points with ten three-pointers, uh, nineteen points, and then nineteen points again. Pretty good shooting to go around. Terry Rozier. On this week's episode of the Rogier Report, I am giving you an A for your performance, and you have earned your contract for this week. And this is us. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, oh man. I'll tell you, I'll, you know, Will, how are you feeling about the Celtics, you know, letting Rozier go and Kemba go? Letting Rozier and Kemba go? Yeah, you guys let both of them go. Kemba's on the team. Oh, you oh mean I mean Kyrie, Kyrie. Yeah, you guys lost both of them. I would Sad. rather, I would rather be bad than have Rozier or Kyrie on my team. I, you and I, Mitch Kupchak disagree. It's just like it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like James Harden wants to trade so bad, and he listed like like basically like ten teams on his list at this point of like teams he wants to go to, mm-hmm. and of course all the Celtics friends are like like. Let's get James Harden. And it's like I'd rather not. Didn't just, he put the Pelicans on his trade destination list or something? Did he put the Pelicans now I too? Think he did. I'm not sure. Yeah, he put the Blazers and some other team. He put the Celtics, Blazers, Nets, Sixers, uh, Raptors, and Raptors. Bucks. That I know. Raptors. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the other team. It's like so you want to go to every team that's good. Got and it. you want the Raptors to trade all the things that make them good. That would make that like, I, yeah, I, I, I actually really don't think, I think Harden's the only way Harden's getting traded. I think he goes for Ben Simmons. I think that's it. I, I don't I, think that I, I don't see another. I, I, I do not see another avenue for him out of Houston who actually had looked good last night. And by the way, all the people that are like, like would, would the heat could trade like Tyler hero, like a package around him. Why would you do that? If you're the Rockets? Because Tyler Hero, I mean, you it, it wouldn't be a smart move to do that for the Rockets, but Tyler Hero's stock, whether it's in on Instagram or in the <laughs> NBA or where, wherever, it, Tyler Hero's stock has never been higher. Yeah. Really kind of a tough start for Tyler Hero. I'm, I'm not loving the shots he's taking. Like he's, re- like, he's really jacking shots up, and that's, like, obviously what he's out there for. Like, keep taking your shots, Tyler Hero. But, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I kind of I, I kind of worry it was a bit of a over I don't want to say overreaction because Hero was incredible in the playoffs but you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah. No, I mean Hero Hero was great in the playoffs, but I don't know. All right, let's 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 wrap up there. Um, mm-hmm. We got we got you know plenty more to talk about in the uh, in the future episodes. Julian, really quick, one one last one last question, one name, who this year wins MVP? It's not quick. Durant, I said it, Durant. Durant, whoa! Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming with the hot take right now. He's yeah. not, he's not gonna play enough games for MVP. They're, <laughs> are, they're already, they're already resting him tonight. We're gonna play Memphis. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can rest him. Come on, Kyrie, you need to. This yeah, is the, this win, is the next. Can't win MVP getting rested. The next, this is the chance. This is the next chance to make up for the Jay Crowder disaster that was last year. Oh man. Well, here, 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 here's my prediction. Mm-hmm. MVP is usually the best player on the best team. Best team in the NBA right now is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Colin Sexton is this year's MVP. Oh, something for Larry Nance. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. If you're new, subscribe, leave a review. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you later.